Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to the Clay Project. I'm your host as usual, Ebony Fair. I've got a different sort of episode for you today. We're going to be answering questions, really. Over the last couple of months or weeks, I should say, I've asked the followers on Instagram to ask questions regarding the Christian faith, their walks with Christ. And yeah, we've come up with four questions that myself and my mom are going to answer today. This is a spit on the usual sort of episodes because I think one thing I want us to sort of focus on is a lot of scripture and just fundamentals of the Christian faith. So if you're not familiar with what it means to be a Christian, this episode is just for you. Stay tuned. Hey, mom. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy to be on your podcast today. Again. Good. Again. So to everyone sort of listening and trying to figure out what this Q&A episode is going to be like, the plan is to have more mature Christians on these episodes with me so we can just tackle some of the questions we do have. It's important to ask questions in your walk because I think sometimes we feel like we know everything or we have to figure it out by ourselves. Um, But yeah, it's very crucial to have more mature Christians with you um, helping you along the way. So I have my mom today. Well, I'm happy to be here. Are you you a more mature Christian than I am? Well, yes, I am. Okay, I've been saved for a number of years now. How many years? Coming up 30 years. Mm -hmm. Just about 30 years now. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not even 30. The first question that we are going to answer is, have you ever been in a situation where you can't see you're in a test until you're out? Short answer, yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and then long answer. Well, I guess you come into these situations often and um whilst you're at it, it comes up and you're not sure why am I here, what's wrong. But the last thing you think about is that this is a test to your faith. Yes, definitely. I think what comes to my mind uh, many years ago, I got married and five years after six years, I was trying to conceive and we went to so many doctors and we sort of focused more on the medical than thinking, oh, this may be a test and this may be our faith growing and God teaching us how to depend on him and how to be selfless and how to look at um, things in another sphere, obviously, coming from the world. And so those years were testing years. There were years that you thought, God, oh, why me? Why us? What's going on? Um, I remember um, seeing my GP and she says, hey, Kemi, everything is okay with you and your spouse. I don't know why it's not happening, but we've tried everything medical. You need to go home, relax, and just um, see what happens. And I remember I wept and I thought, God, what's going on? I'm saved. Um, I'm doing everything I can in your will and in your way. And it's funny that I only conceived after I responded to the call of God. And now in hindsight, um, I think God was using that to strengthen us as a couple and just to knowing fully well that he was taking us to um, something way larger than us. Um, it's a yes. Yeah, I think it's a yes for me as well. And I, One thing that you mentioned that's quite crucial is that what the purpose of a test is. So like, just to give a, I guess, quick definition or quick insight into what a test actually is, it's a difficult situation that would either 
draw you closer to God or away from God. You have to make that choice in the test. Obviously, I hope you know it is different from a temptation. Like God does not tempt people and we're tempted up by our own desires. Look into James chapter one. I mean, I think you can read um, verses 13 to 15 for that. But um, yeah, we don't necessarily go into life thinking, okay, yes, this is a test. Like, you know, this is a trial and whatnot. Every decision that we make would either draw us closer to God or away from God. You know, it could be a test of sacrifice. You know, are you willing to let go of what you deem as important, what you love the most? Think about Abraham. Or it could be a test of faith. Like, do you actually trust God? I think that's kind of what you mentioned mm-hmm. regarding my birth story, um, my conception. Do you actually trust God to do what he says he will do? Yeah, just the test of your heart, really. Like, what is in there? Um, so I feel like tests can come either way. But in terms of whether or not we've been in that situation, I think it's a definite yes. And it's only, I guess, as humans, we have hindsight, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's only after it's like, ah, oh, that, you know, that was a test. And this is what I've come out of, or this is how I've changed because of this test. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if I can add to that, I'll just say, if you know that your test is either to make you repeat a class or promotion. And so if we pass a test, then we get promoted. But that's not the end of the testing. Another test will come mm-hmm. in order to take you to even a higher level. Yeah. Testing. Yeah. I feel like that's as constant every week, every day, to be <laughs> honest. Um, okay. So... I hope we've answered your question. If not, send a DM. We can even tackle it again. Um, the next question is, what are some ways you hear God speak to you? I'll go first so you don't steal my answer. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I can just add to your answers. <laughs> oh, like, I have my notes. Um, so I think a few things come to mind. I think the beautiful thing about God is that he speaks to us in different types of ways, like just a myriad of options, really. He has the whole earth that he can use. But for me, one of the ways that he speaks to me is through dreams. And it's something I've had to be more conscious of even recently in terms of like actually making notes. Obviously, you can dream the dreams about, you know, what's happened in the day and like, based on the things you've been thinking about. But sometimes when I realize that the dream is not so, I don't know, it's a bit different. I try to put like a word or two, a line or two of what I remember in my notes, um, just so I can refer to it or pray on it, depending on what the dream is. So definitely through dreams. The other thing is during prayer and during, you know, studying the word of God, essentially, I find that when I read the word, like not just reading to read or like reading to skim through the Bible, but when I actually study it, I, you know, just get hidden gems. It might not even be related to what I'm reading about, right? But God's just like, this, do this or do that. Or, you know, can you see what I was trying to say here? And also during prayer, I think one of the beautiful things that I've learned to do or I'm still learning to do more recently is giving God time to speak during prayer, you know, communication with a human being. You can't just chat, 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 and not give the person time to respond. So even making that time in prayer, whether it's in between, you know, in the middle of prayer at the start or even at the end, just being like, okay, God, I've said all these things. Like now I'll wait for you to speak. Yeah. I highly recommend that if you don't do it already, um, feel free to try that out. And the last one, I would say impressions of the Holy Spirit. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but you know, that still small voice where like, I'm just going about my day 
And then there's just something I can't shake off. Um, usually, yeah, usually for me, if I can't shake it off, it's, it's from God. And if it's a win fail by my own strength, I would have forgotten it by 12 o'clock. But if it's something I can't shake off and it's something in line with you know, the general stuff that God wants us to do. Like if I get an impression to be like, oh, go speak to that person about Christ. I know that's not even fair talking because me, I will be in my house on my bed or at work or something. Uh, so yeah, I think those three things. So dreams, prayer, or oh, four things I should say. Dreams, prayer, when I read the word and just impressions. Absolutely. I'll just add one or two to that. Um, so that I'm not repeating the same thing you do. I think the only thing I don't do, I don't dream. <laughs> I just sleep and we wake up. Sleep a lot. I just sleep and wake up on the other side, you know. And when I dream, I can't remember anything even when I wake up. So I would add through sermons. For me, sometimes mm. when sermons are being preached, I just, you know, the Holy Spirit will drop things in my heart and I usually knock them down. Also, altar calls, when I answer altar calls, um, God lays things upon my heart and I know that that's from God and that's what he wants me to do or change or and also through all the believers sometimes people come to you and they mm. just give you a word or they just say something trying to encourage you and that's what you need and so these are some of the other ways that I would say God speaks yeah to me mm. yeah those are definitely valid i miss mm -hmm. those are just to give some context auto call for those people that don't know what an auto call is it's just a time of prayer essentially after the service to reflect on what um the sermon has been about what the message is what god is saying to you regarding that message or that sermon yes yeah, so just for anyone that's wondering what that is that is what it is you know on this podcast we love to explain the christianese um but yeah, so that's that. And the third question is, what do you do when you find yourself in situations where you are unsure of what's next? I guess naturally the first thing it's is panic. You know, oh, what am I going to do? Um, but over the years I've learned that God is in control mm -hmm. of my life. And so I have a habit of talking to myself and I'll usually say, Kemi, calm down. You know, and once I say that to myself, it's like, you know, I'm able to think mm -hmm. and trust that God would take care of the situation, no matter how difficult it may be. And so in that calmness, I am able to wait on God, regardless. Oh, yeah, the situation looks like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what next. I don't know how it's going to pan out. But God, I am going to trust you. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, I just speak in tongues really, um, and just, um, learn to leave it to God. And as the situation pops up again in my mind, or, you know, I just keep saying, God, I know you are able and just do the things of God that I'm used to doing, keep praying, um, speaking in the Holy Spirit and, um, just trusting that God can move through the situation for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, similar to you I don't know if mine is panic but like I'm a doer so like I typically want I feel like oh when I don't know what's next I want to do I'm like I need to find out like what are my options I want to do something I just don't like being stagnant or staying in one place but what I'm learning is just to wait because past experiences have taught me that if you don't wait every fair 
you're gonna do all the things and then come back to square one and all that time will be wasted all that effort will be wasted so just learning to wait on God and asking him for direction really um in James 1 5 it talks about if if any of us lack wisdom ask from God who gives to all people not some all people generously without finding fault right and it will be given to you so if you don't know, it's just like if you don't know the way from road A to road B, you have no GPS, no sat nav, you're going to ask someone and you're going to ask someone who knows the destination. So if you don't know, ask from God. He's the only one that knows where we're going. We don't even know what's going to happen in the next hour. Um, so yeah, ask from God and he will show you. And whilst you're asking, just wait, just wait. Don't, there's no need to. I guess panic, there's no need to fret, run kitty kitty, kata kata, <laughs> and just like relax, you know, and just trust him really, yeah. Yeah, I see at that time sometimes prayer is a bit difficult, mm-hmm. but it is because the devil knows that's what you need the most. And so you will just have to um, like almost push push yourself to the presence of God and say, God, you know, I need you. Um, I'm waiting. Um, you pray, you fast, and you lay the situation before God. And before you know it, you know, things are done. And then you forget that, oh, last week I was panicking about so, so, so. Mm. And this week, you know, it's about something else and that's been resolved. So God will always come through for you. You just have to have faith and trust in him. Amen. Okay, so our final question is, in everyday situations, how can one recognize they are filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Well, yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I think the first thing that comes to my head is by their fruits, you shall know them. But Mm -hmm. that's your answer. You can, you can. Absolutely. By the fruits, you shall know them. In that situation, you must think about who you choose to honor with the decisions you're making, right? And if all you think about is me, myself, and I, I must be glorified. I must get what I want. Then you are not being guided by the Holy Spirit. You must think about what God would have you do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, even just sort of dissecting the question a bit, who is the Holy Spirit, right? Because I think a lot of the times we're super familiar with God, you know, God the Father, the Father sent us things, you know, we pray to God, da-da-da-da-da. Jesus, Jesus came, he died, you know, he came as flesh, he was, he walked amongst us. I was like, who is this, who is this extra guy? Like, who is the Holy Spirit in the Trinity? Like, if you're familiar with the Trinity, you know that the Holy Spirit is part of, you know, the Trinity. It's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not like he's some next side guy. But who is the Holy Spirit? And scripture tells us that, you know, he's our helper. He teaches us things. He is our comforter. And when Jesus ascended back to heaven, this is who he left us with. And not, not just for sure, this um, Holy Spirit is actually supposed to help us in our walk with Christ, right? So how do we actually recognize that we're filled with the Holy Spirit? I believe that when you are, when you accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you're gifted the Holy Spirit right you you can't have the holy spirit without accepting jesus as your lord and savior that's that's not just you can't just have that no you can't do it so and then from that is also thinking about the fruits of the spirit right if i am exhibiting or if i am bearing these fruits so like love joy peace i think that's galatians 5 22 to 23 
go read that self-control patience kindness goodness all of that if I am bearing those kind of fruits then I have the Holy Spirit not if I'm pretending to have those kind of fruits because remember God can see your heart but if I'm bearing those kind of fruits if though if I'm becoming more patient if I'm becoming more generous if I'm becoming more kind like if I'm able to control myself and, and control impulses and not indulge in things then I would say like the Holy Spirit in me is growing essentially and not diminishing and again whatever you feed will grow so if you continue to bear those fruits then those fruits will continue to grow in your life right you can't have rotten fruit and then claim that you have a great tree I'm a plant mom that doesn't happen if the fruits are rotten you have to go check the health of the tree so I feel like those fruits actually show what's going on on the inside it shows the inner I guess sanctification work that's going on on the inside that possibly people can't see people can see the fruit but people can't see what necessarily is going inside that's only between you and God um but I'll say those everyday situations right like how easy is it for me to share xyz with someone in need how easy is it for me to wait you know in every area of my life so yeah I would say those are the things that would spring to mind yeah absolutely you're right by the fruits we should know them mm-hmm. so what excites you mm-hmm. are you get do you get excited with the things of god or um you still believe everything is in the flesh and you know mm-hmm. and so yeah definitely by your fruits perfect mm-hmm. yeah well we've come to the end of this first q and a session i hope that we've answered your questions and if there are more questions please send a dm to the clay dot project on instagram or an email to the clay project dot pod at gmail dot com until next time see ya bye <laughs> thanks for being on here bye